You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. John Turkey is a little over the line, my man. We are back on The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming, and we're going to flick on the 2020 draft spotlight for the first time this season. And uh, we're going to do it for the first time. We might as well get a guy who's going to get chosen uh, fairly high in the 2020 NHL draft. And uh, that means we're heading out to the Sudbury Wolves, Sudbury, Ontario, in the OHL. And Quinton Byfield is my guest. Uh, Quinton, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, uh, but I'm not, uh, you know, off to a hot start like you are right now. And uh, maybe we'll just start with that and just how different this yeah. year feels compared to last year. I know you had a really strong season last year, but boy, you're more than two points per game uh, out of the blocks this year. Yeah. Uh, well, I think like, with year two, year one under the belt, you kind of just get a lot more confidence to your game. Um, I find that uh, lately, me and my line mate, Mary and Belinka, we've been playing really well together. We really found a chemistry there, I think. So. I think that's really contributing to my success, and then I think we're just playing good hockey as a team as well, and everything's just going our way right now. I know you're you're big. I mean, you're six four and closing in on two hundred or something like that, right? How, are those numbers yeah. up to date? Yeah, no, I'm six uh, six four two fifteen. Two fifteen, holy cow! All right, so when I say a hundred and, uh, and and when I say like two hundred pounds, is that last year's numbers? I mean, have you grown that much uh, since the start of last year? Uh, I think over the summer I've trained at Gary Roberts there, you know, nutrition's really important to him. I think that put a couple more pounds on me during the summer, so. Yeah, Gary uh, Roberts, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I guess I'm, I'm assuming you're feeling that on the ice too. I mean, you are, you're more than pro size. I mean, you're, uh, you're above average pro size already and you're playing, you know, against uh, a lot of 16, 17, 18 year olds. So physically, you have that advantage. Yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like, uh, I might be stronger than most of the guys out there now, um, especially that, as I said, just that year one under the belt last year. There's a couple of guys bigger than me. I kind of got pushed around. I just wanted to get bigger and stronger in the summer. And that, was, that was my focus this summer, and that's what I think I did. And I came in here, uh, put on a couple more pounds, feel a lot stronger out there, and yeah, I think that's contributing to my success as well. Quentin Byfield of the Sudbury Wolves, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. And in, uh, in this part of the program, Quentin, we like to introduce the, my audience to somebody that's in your position, being that it's your NHL draft season, and not everybody that's hearing this will be uh, avid followers of the OHL, so some people might not recognize the name Quentin Byfield. So if you don't mind, let's get a little bit of background. Uh, where are you from? I'm from uh, Newmarket, Ontario. My parents, my dad, uh, Clinton Byfield, he's from Jamaica. Um, and then my mom, Nicole Casper, she's from Canada, but her both her parents are from Germany. Okay, really interesting uh, combination there of nationalities, for sure. Yeah, uh, that. How old were you when you first started playing? Do you remember? Um, I think my mom took me out when I was just to skate when I was around two, just going on to two. Um, that's why I really started learning to love the game. I started becoming a OK skater back then, and then I think I really got into the game around four, just playing house league Timbits hockey down in Georgina. Okay. Do you have uh, siblings? Uh, one sister. Um, she's 99, turned 20 on June 24th, and she goes to Guelph University. Okay. Did, now, did she play uh, any sports or, you know, specifically hockey? Uh, no, she actually, we, we used to be a pretty big soccer family. Um, I used to play rap soccer as well, and that's what my sister really, she's pretty good at it until she hurt her knee, and then she had to get surgery on that, so I kind of put her out of it, but she was a big soccer player. And you were too, you said? Yeah, I was, I was not too bad. You know, I played striker, put in my fair amount of goals. So whether it's hockey or soccer, you're used to putting the, uh, the, uh, hitting the target and, uh, and putting up points for your team. Uh, when did you, oh, yeah. uh, when did you kind of give soccer up? Um, I sort of gave soccer up probably 
uh, I'll say four or five years ago now, you know, I had to really start focusing on hockey, but mm-hmm. I think playing a lot of other sports really helped me become like a complete athlete um, that I am today, and that really helped me out in hockey. I'm glad to hear you say that because I think there's there's somewhat of a debate in regards to that uh, going on these days. Yeah. Some people say, well, let's say, you know, focus in on one sport and, and try to be uh, awesome at it, and other people like you say, no, you play a lot of sports and it helps you become better at that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's why. That's why I think definitely. Uh, like I said, I just I think that really helped me um, sort of get my hand high with like baseball, um, my speed, quickness when I play like football, and then like power. I guess I uh, just playing soccer and on like because those games are really long, so mm-hmm. I really get your interest. I I just really contributed to playing hockey. Well, and hockey's worked out pretty well for you. The first player taken in the 2018 OHL priority selection uh, by the Sudbury Wolves and. Uh, I'm out west here, so we uh, the WHL drafts 15 year olds, and then you have to wait a year before you can actually play. In the OHL, it's different. You're 16 when you're drafted, and you can step right in uh, the next year. So you didn't have to wait all that long. Um, tell, t- take me back to uh, the draft day, and and uh, when you see yourself being cha- chosen first overall, uh, what's the the feeling there? What's the emotion like? When you see your name uh, being the first guy taken, no, it's definitely like a really good feeling. You know, I was with my family, uh, my mom, dad, sister, Oma, they're all there with me. So that definitely made the day a lot better as well. You know, it's probably the best day of my life so far. But um, I've been dreaming of that moment, working towards that my whole life basically, and just getting that praise of going number one there. Um, definitely knows that like you're on the right path. 29 goals last year, 61 assists in 64 games. So uh, I was going to ask you, you know, if if you felt a lot of pressure to to be a a dominating player or an impact player as a rookie, if you felt any pressure, it didn't show up in your stats because you had a really strong season. But what was it, what's it like being a first overall pick and having the the weight of expectation from the fans and and probably the organization on you as well? Uh, you know, I kind of try not to think about it too much. You know, the fans here are awesome. They showed me a lot of support, uh, our team a lot of support. You know, we had a pretty good season last year. We made a big step, so I think they didn't really put too much pressure on me. And I don't know if they put as much pressure on me as they did to Uka. You know, that guy was unbelievable for us. So yeah. I think uh, he really took some of that pressure off my shoulders, but... And allow me to kind of just play my game. And I really just got really comfortable down here with all the boys and everything. I think off the ice, that chemistry really contributed to our on the ice. You know, we're a really tight group of guys. And uh, I think we're all comfortable with each other off the ice. So on the ice, it was just everything was just clicking, really. What's the outlook for the team this year, in your opinion? How far can you guys go? Uh, you know, I think uh, everyone, we had a young group last year. You know, a lot of our guys were kind of the younger guys, the core. And I think with that extra year, um, under all, all our belts, you know, like me, Thompson, Phillips, Robinson, and a couple of the other of the guys, you know, even the older guys moving on, it's another year under the belt. Everyone gets bigger and stronger, and uh, I think we're looking pretty good as well. You know, we got off to a 0-2 start. It was a bit rough, but then, you know, I think everything started clicking. Um, we've won three straight. We put three wins together, and I think uh, that can definitely continue through the season. We can make a far run here. Quentin Byfield, my guest, he's got 12 points in five games to uh, start the season, and uh, that is uh, tops in the OHL as we're speaking right now. I know there's some teams that are uh, playing uh, here before this uh, this will air. There's six teams in action uh, tonight. But uh, who have your line mates been for the most part this year, or has that changed at all? Um, you know, I've been... 
as of late, I've been playing with, uh, as I said, Shane Belinka and Blake Murray. You know, Blake Murray, he was drafted to Carolina this year in the sixth round. I think um, he, he went to the camps, the main camp as well, and I think he really brought back a lot of confidence from that. You know, he had a really successful camp, and uh, he's been playing very well as of late as well. You know, he he's my right winger there. He knows how to finish and that. I think he has... 30-something goals last year, and this year he's off to a pretty good start as well with eight points. And then Shane Malenka, he's one of the older guys. He's an OA this year. He's one of our captains. Uh, he's definitely a mature player out there on the ice. Uh, he's always in the right spot knowing where to go. And we just have a pretty solid line together there. And for you, this year, six goals, six points. Last year, your points were pretty much evenly split between goals and assists as well. Do you see yourself more as a, a puck distributor, or are you a shooter yourself? Uh, I'm definitely more of a passer, you know, and as I said, when I'm playing with Blake Murray, you know, I know if I pass to that guy, he's putting it in the back of the net, so right. I think I'm more of a passer, but I kind of just see how the game goes as well. If I have the shot, I'll definitely take it, but I mainly look for the pass. How many times do you, are you told, uh, you know, if you could just be a little bit more selfish, because you can score too? Yeah, no, I get told that a lot, you know, there's yeah. a couple of plays where I try to overpass the puck, uh, just on like two-on-ones or three-on-twos. I should be shooting and just shoot for a rebound because sometimes you don't get a shot out of it. So definitely could be a bit more selfish, but I accept my teammates as well. Now the season for you started back in August with the Helenka Gretzky Cup. You got to go overseas and represent Canada, and I imagine that was a a a, a fun experience for you. And the, the tournament well went well uh, for you on a personal level and for the team. Um, did that give you a, a nice kickstart, uh, you know, a head start for the start of this season? Yeah, I think it definitely did because um, uh, we started kind of started the year like uh, I mean a month earlier than everyone else. Got into the flow of things already. Um, we're playing against all the top players around the world our age. It was good to see the competition that we're up against all of us, and I think we really had a pretty successful tournament. Um, it definitely hurts to lose in the gold medal game, but that's just something you can push for next time. How much are you thinking about the NHL draft already? I know it's a, it's a long ways away, but the spotlight's going to be on you all season. Yeah, no, I try not to think about it too much. Not, don't really look at the media. I try to put that away, but uh, I'm staffing there. Uh, I, just, I just try to put it away. Well, teammates being teammates, I'm sure they're telling you where, you know, who, where Bob McKenzie has you ranked or where Craig Button has you ranked or whichever scouting services out there. Um, so I, I imagine they tell you and keep you up to date. Ah, uh, yeah, no, they get my ear bit, but it's all fun games. So, you know, we definitely have a lot of fun out there, but uh, I just try to play the game on the ice and see how things go. Does it matter to you if you're the first player taken or the fifth player taken or you're top ten or you're outside of the top ten? Does it matter? I mean, at this point, there's no pressure. There's no question in regards to if you're going to get drafted. It's just a matter of when. Does it matter to you where in that first round you go? Uh, I don't think so. You know, all the teams have good organizations there. Um, it's not what you do at the draft or before the draft. So what you do afterwards, you know. Um, you can be like a late-round pick and just have a really good, successful career after that as well. You can be a first-rounder and not do as well. So it's what you do with the opportunity you get, and I think that's important. Just a couple more questions for you, Quentin. I appreciate your time. Um, you, 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 uh, we've established you're big and strong already. Most guys, I would say, you know, what do you have to do to get ready for the next level? And they'd say get bigger and stronger. You've already checked both of those boxes off. So what's left to do for you? How, what, what, what are you focusing in on here in the rest of your time in the OHL? Uh, I think I'll definitely focus on my defensive game. You know, um, last year 
I made a big step towards that. Uh, I came in just strictly offensive player, I think. And then last year, I got a lot of help from my coaches. Um, I played defensive, and that really turned me into a two-way player, kind of. And then uh, you never can be perfect in the D-zone, so I want to keep continuing that success back there. And hopefully, I can come a really solid two-way forward at the next level. Are you a guy who, who sets uh, statistical goals for yourself? Like, I want to get this many goals or this many points? Um, I'm not too big on that you know I just try to see how the game goes see how I'm feeling out there and just really try to play my own game and I think they'll all come to me lastly uh, you're an Ontario guy did you grow up uh, with the Leafs your team or maybe the Senators or I, I know Buffalo and, and Detroit aren't that far away who was who was your team as a kid um I think my first team as a kid was probably the Pittsburgh Penguins you know that's probably everyone's first team just Crosby mocking they got all the guys but uh, my favorite player on that team was Sergei Gonchar because I used to play the defense um, when I was younger, and huh. that's where, where I got my 55 number from as well. But after Gonchar kind of left, I started liking Tampa Bay Lightning. I liked uh, Martin St. Louis. That's my second favorite player all the time. So, uh, yeah, Tampa is still my team now going forward. Marty St. Louis, there is uh, almost nothing in common you have with Marty St. Louis. <laughs> well, no. Why do you uh, why do you start liking him? I mean, there's lots to like about him, but why in particular for you? Uh, I think he never had it easy, like come easy for him. You know, he bounced around quite a bit beforehand before making his team the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just the compete level he puts up. You know, he might not be the biggest guy, but he's always first in the in there getting um, the pop, and then he's just great all around too. You know, he scored a lot of goals and set up Stamkos. Him and Stamkos were a dynamic duo out there. Great answer. I really like that. Uh, Quinton, listen, I appreciate your time today. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way this year and I uh, hope we can chat again one day. All right. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Six foot four, 215 pound Quinton Byfield, the first guest to uh, stop by in the 2020 draft spotlight segment uh, this year, season 15 of the pipeline show. We do it all year long. Get to know some of the draft-eligible players. More often than not, we'll have one of those uh, every week uh, on the show. As the draft gets closer and closer, sometimes that turns into two of them in a weekly episode. Sometimes, when, you know, in that last month of June when hockey's done playing and uh, guys are just getting ready for the draft, that might become three or four or an entire show of just draft spotlight segments. But we like to do it all throughout the year and not just in the weeks leading up to the NHL draft. So last year, I think I totaled it up, it was about 75 draft-eligible players that we had on the show over the course of the year. And uh, Quentin Byfield, the first of many to come this year. Next week, already know Seth Jarvis of the Portland Winterhawks will be on the show as uh, one of the highest-rated WHLers for the 2020 draft. If you have requests... There's, I mean, obviously, you look at everybody in the top two rounds, basically, and that's the checklist of guys I would like to get on the show. Sometimes it's limited. Uh, if there's, uh, you know, English as a second language uh, guests, they're hard to do over the phone. They're easier to do in person. Uh, Vlad Kolyachanak comes to mind. Last year, did that with him in Red Deer at the top prospect game rather than trying to do it over the phone. Uh, and it's very similar sometimes with uh, some of the uh, French-speaking players out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League as well. Um, so sometimes we don't get those guys on, but for the most part, there's a player you want to hear from, let me know, and uh, I'll do my best to set that up. One segment left to go on the Pipeline Show. It'll be a WHL-focused uh, segment as uh, Perry Bergson from the Brandon Sun. He's my guest. 
It'll be an in-the-dub segment for dubnetwork.ca. We're going to look at the Brandon Weekings and the Winnipeg Ice as uh, Perry is in Brandon, and he can speak uh, on both teams at the moment because he's seen the ice three or four times already through preseason and into the regular season. So we'll get an update on the newest rivalry in the WHL. That's next here on the Pipeline Show. Now near side white, far side Krebs, wrist shot, scores! Peyton Krebs, a wrist shot from the far side and gets by Bailey Birkin. Hey, it's Peyton Krebs from the Kootenai Ice, and this is the Pipeline Show. The pucks dropped on another WHL hockey season. This Saturday, your Edmonton Oil Kings go toe-to-toe with the Calgary Hitmen at Rogers Place. Don't miss your chance to see your Oil Kings live. Are you ready to rally for the next Battle of Alberta? Oil Kings, Hitmen. Saturday night at 7. Great family entertainment at Rogers Place starts at just $20 a seat. Save on day of game pricing now at oilkings.ca. 